and welcome to Never Seen the Godfather. I'm Sarah. I'm Lorna. And we've never seen, we don't, haven't done this in a long time. <laughs> we've long never time. seen Sorry, the Godfather. Um, and today we are going to watch Roman, Lorna. Holiday. Roman Thank Holiday. So <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> we have a very special guest, our first ever guest on the podcast. Welcome, Maya Perdue. Hello. Hello. Thank you, you can so much now. for joining us, Maya. The only non-Dublin accent will be recognisable to <laughs> listeners, and that is me. <laughs> cool. So we're going to do Roman Holiday. I've seen the Roman Holiday once before this. Uh, Maya, you love Roman Holiday. I love it. It's my favourite movie. Um, oh I watched God. it first as a teenager and have rewatched it a few times since then most recently this week in preparation for the podcast um but particularly because it was kind of a teenage obsession with Audrey Hepburn and just Lorna you'd never seen it no so I'd never seen it and I had my prediction was was actually quite incorrect I also didn't have an obsession with Audrey Hepburn so my apologies Maya um and I did think she was American so I just assumed <laughs> that she would be coming from America. Um, and I think I was like halfway through the film, I was like, I better look up where she's from. She sounds very English. No, isn't right? she Austrian? Um, yeah, she Austrian or something. I read that she was uh, an, from an aristocratic background, which is probably where she gets her kind of accent from. Because she does sound kind of English. Um, and she's presumably that's why she speaks a little bit slower. She is oh a God, fancy lady. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Audrey Hepburn oh. and your family. Oh God, from I also, I thought she was Austrian as well. Why did I think that? Poor little <laughs> Belgium. I thought she that's was poor Belgium. That's the war. <laughs> Before we get too far into the movie, I'm just going to play what Lorna thought the movie was about. I haven't listened to this yet. So this is what Lorna thought before she watched it. So what do I think uh, Roman Holiday is about? I know Audrey Hepburn is in it. And only for the fact I had looked it up, I didn't realise that they actually went to Rome. All I really know about it is that it was one of Blair Waldorf in Gossip Girl's favourite movies. Um, And I know it was in black and white, even though it's in the time of colour. But the plot, I suppose... I don't know. I presume it's just a love story where Audrey Hepburn meets a man and they she's probably escaping a man from wherever she's coming from because she's not Italian. Um, meets the lovely man and they end up together. And I'm sure there's like lots of those kind of scenes where she's held by this man, you know, backwards over a grate. Maybe he saves her from a moving car. I don't know. I'm thinking it's just going to be a strong 50s romance. Okay. <laughs> oh, it wasn't far <laughs> off. As as it wasn't far off. That's so funny. I, I guess, yeah. I guess monarchy in a way is a domineering patriarchal figure, yeah. you know? Yeah. Escaping her yeah. dad. Now, the king. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't think she was a princess at all. I didn't even cross my mind that she was going to play a princess. It just didn't feel like Audrey Hepburn would would play a princess in this romance. I will just give a quick one line of what it is about. So for anyone who hasn't seen it, aboard, this is from IMDb, aboard and sheltered princess escapes her guardians and falls in love with an American newsman in Rome. That's the whole movie. That's it. It's very, it's very funny because like, 
it sets itself up very much to be like a princess story, which is why I love it because I always loved princess stories. But then the endings, I'd be like, this is unrealistic. Um, when I was a child, <laughs> but yeah. I love the fact that like, yeah, she's a princess, but it's this kind of weird abstract thing where she's like, but I learned how to cook and sew, even though I'm a princess. I'm like, why? And also <laughs> the not naming of the country to the point where at one point the newspaper editor even is like, oh, that the ambassador for a country that shall not be named. And I'm like, I love how <laughs> on the nose they because are about refusing I... to name the country. <laughs> So this is so funny. I thought maybe I like didn't notice when they named the country because I tend to zone out very early in films just for a little while and then I get pulled <laughs> in. So I thought they'd mentioned the name of it and I thought it was like Genovia or like kind of that vibe where it was made up. Like a made up one. Yeah. And then they just refused to name it again. And I was like, this is definitely going to come up where someone's going to either know the country or to be like they never named it. It was a it was an interesting choice. I know why they did it, but like, it's very funny. I, I just thought they cast. said Britain. I thought they really? actually said Britain really no, early No, she on. starts well, like off her people. She starts off in England. Um, she starts off her European uh, tour in England and we see uh, shots of her in England in the car and they're like, the gracious yeah. young royal. Yeah. And then yeah. she's also in Paris yeah. um, before she oh. comes to Rome because there are no other cities yeah. In Europe. If you're doing a European tour, it's just those, those are the only ones. Let's go from the beginning. Strong opening credits. I love just names at the beginning of the movie. I, I don't know why. love the credits. Um, I like that they this came was up built that it's... in its entirety in Rome. I loved that. I was like, yes, let's go, Rome. I was delighted. Then I thought, Maya, I did want to speak to you in particular about this at the beginning when they have like the news like prologue where it's just like a news reporter giving context about the European tour, the princess, all this. I was just thinking of um, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, two households both, both alike in dignity. I was like, do you know that, Lorna? Who's in the Baz Luhrmann Romeo Which and Juliet? Romeo and Juliet is that? Who's in the um, one with Leonardo DiCaprio? Leo. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Does that actually with... make it? That's so interesting. Because it, it's that's just how having... they do the, that's how they do the traditional, like where the person comes out and is like, let me just give you the backstory to this Shakespearean play. They were like, we yeah. can't really have someone just do that in a movie. So instead they had a newscaster basically like telling the aftermath. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of. So I love. Okay. Yeah. So I loved that they had. Like it was like a news thing. It was like, here's all the context you need. She is a princess. She's on tour. Um, it's all over the news. And then that sets you up for the two main characters, the princess and the newsman was what he's called. Journalist. I don't think we can call him that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Reporter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then the first scene then is uh, a load of people come up and meet the princess in the embassy of her country, and she takes off one of her shoes under her dress in an insane so shot yeah 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 because she's been standing for so long but also yeah. how they i oh, love seeing it and being like did so they did they like get a fake dress or was audrey hepburn they're like holding up her dress while doing this while someone yes. films her feet or how yeah. did they film it is the thing that like, always like baffles me <laughs> is it her i feel feet? like is it, it is because i feel double? like people didn't know about foot fetishes yet <laughs> <laughs> and she's like there's no foot actors 
I think she was Audrey Hepburn was like trained in ballet and things. She was. Yeah. That's how she went into show business, actually. Um which I don't know because I know a lot about Audrey Hepburn. I know because in suits, um, Lewis is obsessed obsessed with the ballet. And he's like, yeah. if it was good enough to bring Audrey Hepburn into the arts and so on, so that's the only reason I know it. Oh, amazing. That's really interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that about her. Yeah, so it's definitely her feet. Like gas. She Hope like so. she she was in My Fair Lady as well, and if you hear her recordings of My Fair Lady, like God bless her, she can't really sing very well, um, and they dubbed over her like Ala singing in the rain, and she was livid, Which, absolutely. Was yeah. she? Yeah, because she was. Like, did she I think she could sing? I think she thought she like she wasn't yeah. awful, but she wasn't good enough to be in My Fair Lady, and they didn't yeah. cast Julie. Julia Roberts. Justice. Julia Andrews. Julia Andrews. Julia Andrews. Famous enough. They were like, Julia yeah. Andrews isn't famous enough to carry a film. And then Sound of Music came out within the same year. So it was yeah. like, cool. that's so interesting. We do know about Seeing the Rain because we just did it. We just watched it. Just a few um, short oh. weeks ago. Yeah. I, yes, not, not six months ago. Um, no. I was I was highly amused by the shoe so much to the point that I was like am I the perfect film audience member because like whatever they were aiming yeah. for I was like bullseye I was like this is very funny and when she basically she's like she's taking like one foot out of a high heel and then she's like whatever resting and then she kicks over the high heel and then she sits down and it's left lying on the mat and then someone comes up to get her to dance and she like steps over the shoe and then when she steps away it's gone so she's put it back on See, I, I think was... he does that on purpose though I, he's to bring her over the shoe, the shoe because all of the yeah. people are being like it's on the floor and I think yeah. he picks her up to like help her to <laughs> retrieve her shoe and not yeah. bring disgrace oh. upon the unnamed nation so I... the first shoe scene I saw I thought was was totally random. I was like, why are they showing me her foot? And then because they kept showing me her foot, I was like, oh, this must be important, her shoe. There's something about her shoe. And then I decided they must be showing her losing her shoe all the time to show she's not the perfect princess. That's what I decided. Mm -hmm. That it's like illustrating her discomfort in the role. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, very subtle. It was super subtle. It was great. And it was kind of like her taking off the shoe was just straight away, like being like, this is a girl who likes to have fun. It's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I don't know why. Go to the bedroom scene. You oh, go yeah. to this bedroom scene where she's being treated like an eight-year-old and you're like, this is clearly an adult woman. But also yeah. she's behaving like, like an eight-year-old. You'd love for somebody she to is. be bringing you milk and crackers to go to sleep and like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, she, she's, and she's like, oh, crackers. Oh. <laughs> like, she's like, came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere and she's like, oh, this is so, like what word is she? Use? It's not like innocent, but it's something like that. Wholesome. Everything we do wholesome. is so wholesome. I was like, what's wrong with that? I where's my word which she's like trying to shock the woman, um, the countess, who is kind of her chaperone, and she's like, um, I want to wear pajamas, only the top half. I'm like, okay. Yep. She did <laughs> and later on she didn't she wore yeah. all all of it. Oh yeah, the top <laughs> no, only the top half. Oh yeah. It's like, ah scandal. Um oh my god. Because it was thinking- just Oh, go on. In relation to her pajamas, I was like, I want to wear a royal ball gown, and I wouldn't kick up a fuss about it. I have to wear pajamas all the time, Princess Anne. Um, yeah. 
But that's kind of how they how they set you up for you know the whole plot. Her she wants to be a normal out. girl, like yeah, yeah. That's okay. But also Ordinary girl. the drugging, like the drugging part. So for anybody who hasn't watched this, this is <laughs> there are many spoilers, but I think that's kind of the vibe. Of the show. <laughs> yeah, we just spoil the whole yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> but we know that she's not happy as a princess. We know that she like doesn't want this life. That she is tired and of meeting all these dignitaries and saying the yes, no, thank you, no, thank you, da, da, da. and that whole sequence of her like losing her shit. So then she gets really upset because they're talking to her about her schedule slash schedule, which uh, really upsets her. <laughs> Loved and that. a doctor is brought in. And the doctor drugs her to get her to go to sleep. But instead of the drug immediately making her sleep, which is like kind of what you would think, at first it like makes her slightly high and she decides to break out of the palace. I'm like, what what drug is this? Yeah. He just says it's a new drug. Mm. Yeah. Well, like, but yeah. I, is there a drug that has delayed onset sleepiness that you prescribe for sleepiness? <laughs> so if you take now, this is from personal experience very recently, if you take a sleeping pill or a pill that's supposed to help you sleep and you decide not to sleep you do go a bit weird if you're trying to push through that you get a bit kind of like sway now not to the extent that Audrey Hepburn did but you get a little bit delirious do you know Mm. what I mean I mean you don't break out of your house and start running around the street but if you have to keep walking say you're in an intense environment like the airport um (laughs) you'll get a bit a bit like that (laughs) At least I did. So I can attest to her slight looziness. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a little bit intense. Oh my God. It's, it, I was about to say it seems like a fun drug, but it does seem like it a does. fun drug. Until and I'd say yeah, she had so it. much fun doing those scenes like yeah. her Gregory Peck, they're having to be like serious and annoyed with her. And she just like yeah. keeps pretending to fall asleep on him. Very funny. Um, I also liked when they, I liked when they administered the drug, um, that they didn't show, the, it's on the end of my sentence, they didn't show everything. So they like, I feel like in a modern movie, I, we'd be seeing her arm and the needle go yeah. in and all this and like the color of the liquid. Yeah. And then in black and white film, they're just like, here's a new drug. And then just like, his back is just covering her whole arm. And then it's like, there you go. And I was like, yeah, I don't need to see it. Thank you. I don't. No. I'm happy. I do. And then it's again in p- the poker scene with like the big wide shot. I was like, I don't need zooming in on everyone's zooming in on everyone's face. I can just take it all in, you know. Yeah, I love a yeah. wide shot, and I feel like we I love so a wide shot. Now. But I, feel, I was very curious watching it, especially in the crowd scenes, because it's in black and white. I was watching like there's a couple of scenes where there are all these men in suits, and. I just find myself like trying to imagine that they're wearing like mad colored suits in reality, that it's all like red and yellow and green suits. <laughs> the black and white. Yeah. Actually, when I was looking at her, I was like halfway through the film before I realized she may not be wearing a white shirt and a gray skirt. I was like, oh, what a yeah. gray skirt she's got. Speaking, like, oh, hang on a second. <laughs> speaking of that, right? When she decides to get up and leave the palace and she puts that outfit on. She looks better than I ever do leaving my house. Just in her delirious, <laughs> drugged up, like, I'm going to run away. Her outfit is fantastic. And I was so really upset. She's so stunning. And like her hair, like, oh, it was so unfair. Oh, after the haircut yeah. as well. Oh, I love her so much. Yeah. But though, she did you guys, like, I was just curious. Oh, sorry. She is kind of endearing, even though she's being a brat. Mm-hmm. 
you're just like god bless you like you never had a chance love kind of thing yeah you just like her yeah you do yeah I was looking I had real trouble well we had real trouble it was me and my mom at seeing the screen during the escape from the palace so I didn't pay Uh, for the high definition version and I don't know if that was my fault but because we watched it during the day she just yeah, but it was to the palace and gets into a milk crate and then she's in the streets then, of Rome. Once she's in the milk yeah. crate, she's like, ah, like she's looking around like I got away. And then she like puts her head down and starts falling asleep immediately. It's Once very the escape has happened, she's like, now I she's sleep like, on the streets of Rome. Yes. Now I go to sleep here. Also, when Gregory Peck arrives and finds her on the streets of Rome, like asleep. And then he's like trying to help her get home. And then he's like, oh, I don't want the police to pick you up. And I was like, is that the worst case scenario, Gregory Peck? Is this the world you well, live in? And can I live in it? I too? think in his head, he's like, she's going to get arrested for like public indecency or something. Aha. Uh-huh. But yeah. Yeah. Like but he was... public drunkenness, say. And yeah. Because like, he thinks she's drunk. Yeah. Oh, she sure seems like it. But even yeah, like. I like, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, he has a poker game, which we're going to skip over because I was really bored. I know it was were setting you? things up. I loved the poker game. Really? I, I have to like, tell you why I, wrote, I love the poker game. I wrote poker talk sad face on my notes because I was so bored. <laughs> no, okay. So we play poker at home and their description of their hands is really interesting. I decided I would take that up. So they he says I have a nervous three sevens. And I was like, mm, that's great. I'm going to start describing my hands with adjectives, like emotive adjectives. <laughs> I have a scared straight. Like I was like, this is amazing. But also, and I see, I love this. They don't play Texas Hold'em. They're playing um, five card, seven card and draw poker. And neither of those games are really on the telly anymore because everyone plays Texas Hold'em. So I love the poker game. Ah. But I can see how it actually stands out yeah. in the rest of the film. It is so a nice now you, can, yeah. now you can move on from it. It's <laughs> a nice intro to the character. And also, it's the first time we realise the currency is um, very different Uh-oh. in terms of... Because he says, oh, I you're owe you right. And you're initially kind of like, okay, so Gregory Peck, Peck has a gambling problem. But then it's yeah. like, which is about $10. And you're like, oh, okay, so... Mm. And the currency does come into it quite a bit in yeah. terms of like their day in Rome, that the money is important and we know Gregory Peck doesn't have much. So it is also useful, like you get to meet Irving, you get to meet the editor and so on and so forth. But just in that tiny little exposition way of being like, and also the fact that money is different in terms of the value is going to be important later on. Yeah. Okay, so this was my first really time watching it. So thinking about the money, I kind of could only see it like for what it was in the moment but I hadn't even considered that yes this is showing us that he has an issue with money which I'd kind of just forgotten and <laughs> the value of the money is different so it's really nice to hear that from you actually and now I'm thinking about it in a different yeah. way um, yeah oh, that's and so then her like understanding of the value of money is none like she does not you know, oh she doesn't understand. oh my god <laughs> yeah because I when they like find each other and then he like brings her back to was it before they get in a taxi but then there's a bit they have this really fun subtle banter exchange throughout the movie and it really starts here where she's like he's like oh do you have any money and she's like oh I never carry money and he's like that's a bad habit and then like there's of course when she's like um, oh when they go into his room and she's like is this the elevator 
And he's like, no, it's my room. <laughs> it's like, so sad. <laughs> and then when she's quoting the so poem. Rude. Yeah, she's quoting the poem. Oh, yeah. And she's like, she's like, that's Keats. One of my favorite. And he's like, Shelly. And she's like, no, Keats. And he's like, you need to get into your pajamas. It's Shelly. Like, he just, he's really like, he's not like being aggressive, know. but he's just really like no. emphatically like, no, 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 it's Shelly. Anyway, <laughs> and I, and I wonder that was really who it gaunt. actually was. Which of them was I, right? I thought someone else would know. What was the poem? <laughs> None of us look it up. <laughs> I was like, I don't have a literature degree. That's not me. No. No, it I just I felt like she is. was right. I assumed it must be Keats. I'm gonna go oh, with Keats. So she's oh reciting a bit of Arethusa. So wrong. A poem Arithusa? by Percy <laughs> by Shelley. So who was right? <gasps> no. No, she- who Shelley? Shelley who? Not Mary Shelley. Percy by Shelley. Uh, so uh, uh, Mary Shelley's husband. Uh-huh. He was a strong feminist. Mm, they had sex on her mother's grave. They did. did not know That's that. where she lost her to. virginity. <laughs> it was crazy. It is. Mary Shelley. What a girl. Yeah. There oh my was... God. How do yeah. we know that? Sorry. Because she wrote about it. She wrote it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, her mother no. Mary... You should always burn your diaries. Her mother, known feminist Mary Wollstonecraft, would have been pregnant. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Mary um, Wollstonecraft was goth as well. So they're fine. Yeah. Um, the poetry. I want to recite more poetry drunk. I have decided after watching this film that that's the drunk I want to be. Or the, the obviously, yeah. the slightly sleep deprived <laughs> person I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone can write lines like the one that the royal team had when they noticed the princess was missing, which is when they said, this is a top crisis secret. (laughs) What the fuck was that about? I feel like it's something you would say when you're panicked. Yeah, but it's like, this is an official top crisis secret. That's a government term. (laughs) Top crisis. Top crisis secret. It was crazy. I'm like, were there no policemen in Italy that you could have used? You had to fly oh. them all in from this. The police didn't country. know about them as well. It was crazy. Yes. <laughs> They're oh definitely taking uh, the piss out of the Secret Service or the Special Service. Yeah, one I of think the so. police departments. Yeah. Well, the top crisis secret, which is what they labeled it. Yeah. When the princess <laughs> went missing, which was the hilarious government thing. So then... Gregory Peck is meant to go to an interview. Audrey Hepburn stays in his room and she wears his pajamas and that's all fine. Meant to go to an interview with the princess and he sleeps in. It's 11.45, he sleeps till noon. And then he goes into work. This is the longest afternoon I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. This movie. They get so much done in one afternoon. Well, also, have you been to Rome? Yes. No. (laughs) I'm very sad about it. (laughs) <laughs> I, we went on a family holiday and a lot of the big attractions like are relatively close to each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's like actually the good forum to know. and everything is yeah. not far off from say the Coliseum. Yeah. But I, I just feel like by the time she like gets up dressed, she has a bath. Like she only wakes up at like half one. So by the time she does all that, it's like two, three, uh, two, half past two. Mm. But if I'm getting it Getting up and out of bed at half past two, I'm like the day's over. I'm not <laughs> just stay in bed. Maybe maybe that is Dublin's problem. Maybe it's just hard to get around. Just nothing going on. Yeah, nothing going on. It was um, one of the things 
I no, liked about the film was actually that because it's in black and white, you're not assaulted with the beauty of Rome. You very much concentrate on the plot and the story and the dialogue. So like it, it's definitely going to have been bright outside. You couldn't see that through my television, but I know the sun was shining because <laughs> it's Rome. Um, so I think that was a really nice addition. I've lost my train of thought, but that was very nice. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> nice. also like Gregory Peck or Joe um, Bradley is the worst journalist ever. Like he has done absolutely no prep for this big interview. He doesn't even know what What, she looks like. When I I found that out that he didn't know what she looked like, I was like, come on. Yeah. Literally on every television. And I'd forgotten, I'd forgotten that he didn't recognize her initially when I was rewatching it. And I was kind of going to see not. And then I was like, oh, well, her face is covered with her hair when she's, but like they have a proper chat and he's looking straight at her and he just doesn't cop like he's done no prep yeah. you're supposed to be interviewing this woman what were you gonna do just go along and be like what's it like being a princess like yeah it was mad and then I also liked when he was pretending he showed up to work late then he pretended he'd just done the interview but the editor knew he hadn't because the princess was sick and um but there was a bit where it was like um asked about like it was something to do with Europe I was like the unification of Europe or something like that and he's like oh there's two outcomes the direct and the indirect and I was like are they talking about the EU I'm obsessed I love this <laughs> I think is it federalization is the phrase they're using probably it's like just vague enough I've, yeah that they're not committing to what they're talking about but like sounds vaguely political but yeah but they're I like it's thinking not then- the EU but it is yeah. You know how you were saying you have to like remind yourself that she's wearing she's not wearing a white top and a grey skirt. It in that yeah. scene as well, he's like, Well, she's wearing grey, she often wears grey. And so <laughs> no way. That, like a little nod to it. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Is that a nod to how this movie isn't black and white kids? <laughs> like Well, they did choose it, didn't they? Yeah. because um, it was post it's post colour. Um, but they kind of couldn't afford the colour. I'm so they sure. went for the black horse. I, I love, love the, the time of post colors. Um, I really like, enjoy it. Yeah, it reminds me of um, a Philadelphia story. If anyone's seen that, I haven't seen it. Another we're, fabulous. We're we, terrible people. We talked about watching woman, um, Catherine Hepburn. Um, very different, yeah. but fantastic. And I watched that movie because I read a book, and the movie was referenced in the book where she talks about her in a dressing gown in the opening scene and looking like the most elegant thing on earth and you think it's a beautiful white dress and then she takes it off and it's a freaking dressing gown and she's going swimming. And they had a sentence in whatever book I was reading where I can't remember, but the sentence was, it's, and this is a slight spoiler, it's the only film I've ever seen where you can see a perfect love story, perfect love scene between two characters and then be totally fine with them not ending up together. And that is what Aww. made me watch it because it reminded me yeah. of a Roman holiday with um, yeah doomed interclass romance <laughs> vibes. Oh, it's going to break my heart all over again. Oh my God. Were you actually, now honestly, uh, this I said like, were you really upset by the ending, Sarah? Because I know Maya, you were. Yeah. Mm. I was, Sarah, were you like, any tears? No tears. But I was um, sad about it just because it was very sweet at the end, um, the interaction. And I thought I'll get to when we get to the end, I'll talk mm. more detail. But I thought they wrapped things up 
nicely. And then it's just, yeah, just him walking out. And it was like, that's it. But, and then it came up like the this. end. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, sometimes life be like that. And I was just like, it took me sucks. When I know that he's a journalist, so at this point that we're kind of at and he's going back to the apartment and he's trying to get her to stay and he knows at this point that she is the princess, I'm immediately like, hmm, they're going to fall in love and we know that's going to happen. That's okay. (laughs) But I don't know if I'm going to be okay with it. But I also like I know she can stand up for herself because she's very Mm. strong. So I don't worry about her being with him, but I don't necessarily buy into them or approve of them yet until I know that he's going to cancel the story or not run the story so I'm yeah, watching it and I'm going I agree hmm. Hmm. I think you know what I mean <laughs> it's in that scene as well that I particularly start to like her because she gets super apologetic about how much trouble she was the night before and all, and like the night before we've mostly seen her acting like a spoiled brat so for her mm. to have the like self-awareness of oh my god I've put this poor man out completely like I've really for her to be apologizing profusely instead of it being kind of like a mm, well that's what you should have done kind of thing made me yeah. kind of go okay so there's a bit more to her than she's just spoiled and then yeah then when she goes out into the world on her own and it's like her priority is I'm going to get an ice cream. I'm like, girl, I can't, yeah. I'm not going to be, I'm okay. going to love you. I do the same. But also her, her being, again, it was the dynamic between them. I just loved it. But like her being really apologetic about putting him out and stuff. Like he's also playing up to that as well because, you know, when she falls asleep, he tells her to sleep on the couch, she falls asleep on the bed. So he like flips the blanket and she rolls onto the couch. <laughs> then when he realizes she's the princess and he wants the story, he's like, oh my God. So then he picks her up and puts her back on the bed, then wakes her up. And she's like, oh my God, did I sleep in your bed all night? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, but it's, and she's like, I hope the couch wasn't too comfortable. He, he was like, it's fine. Like, it's just, <laughs> so I was he very amused. So he, he leans in so much. Are we going to talk about the landlord? I don't know if there's much to say. Just it's when just he said, a get dance. a gun. When he said, get a gun. Oh, the and I was like, a gun. And he had one. I was like, you have a gun. It's not that outlandish. Relax. It's fine. Well, the thin, yeah. I was very struck by how thin he was. And then I said this yeah. and I was like, oh yes, this is post-war. So everyone was actually quite thin because a lot of people hadn't eaten enough for a long period of time. So I was very struck with how thin the landlord was. The landlord's the one with the gun, isn't he? Yeah. He is. Yes. Because yeah. he's like, I enjoyed you them. have money to be giving this girl to buy ice cream and you're not paying mm-hmm. your rent. This is where I you've said you've mentioned the money to me now, and now I'm looking back, being like, oh yes, there is a whole like subplot here. I think yeah. because we partially they want us to understand how much the five thousand dollars means to him and how it's like basically life changing yeah. money for him. Yeah, that he's being told he can go back to the states, which mm. I don't know if there's some sense that maybe he ended up kind of stranded in Italy post war or something, but. I was wondering as well. Big thing for him, so that this five thousand for the story on Anne is like a big deal and will change his life. Mm. And I think that's That's why they keep trying to hammer home that he doesn't have money because it's like he because immediately your question would be like, well, why are you even in Italy if you want to be back in the states? So Mm. that's I think why they keep hammering home that he doesn't have any money. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. So why he's being the kind of journalist that he's being and, and making this story that he knows where you kind of like, come on, that's not the right story. It's because he needs the money. I totally mm. missed that on my first watch. So yeah. I think that's okay. It was giving me a vibe of I'm so sorry to 
compare this gorgeous classic movie to a modern film. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, another great film. Uh, yeah. So, for anyone unfamiliar with that premise, uh, Matthew McConaughey plays like a, That's I don't know, jewelry. I don't know what he does. He's like some kind of salesman. He wants to get this like jewelry contract or something. And they said you can't because you can't be in a relationship with anyone longer than 10 days or whatever. Uh, at the same time, he's like, I'll prove you wrong. At the same time, um, Kate Hudson is writing an article about how to lose a guy in 10 days. They end up together. They have a lovely first date. And then the whole rest of the movie is her trying to scare There's her away. There's an amazing scene of her, her in. in the most beautiful yellow dress singing yes. You're So Vain. Yes. That is a great, great movie. But, but anyway, that dynamic of him being like, okay, I'm a journalist and I want, to, he's kind of using her for the story, but then she's princess and she's kind of using him just to have a day out um, and they're both being dishonest about who they are yeah it kind of reminds me and of I think that. another justifies yeah. it because he's like this girl is having mm. the best day of her life and I'm gonna make some money off it yeah I also as obsessed like she went and spent all her money she cut off all her well first of all she cut off all her hair I was like someone check if that woman's okay that is a big decision <laughs> and the hairdresser kept asking her he was like are, are you sure and she was like yeah I got it off and he was like but are you sure your hair is so lovely <laughs> he was and doing then, his due diligence he was doing his due diligence and yeah. then um, she like gets her haircut then she's got no money left someone's trying to sell her flowers she's like I have no money he gives her a flower it's very sweet doesn't happen to me very often but whatever and then no, this is Remind me on the flower, right? Because as I watched the flower man, I thought, oh, come on now. We're getting a real romantic comedy trope here where she ends up with a lovely bouquet of flowers and she didn't have to pay for them. And then I'm watching, he's like, no, give me money. And I was like, yeah. oh, fantastic. This is she real. Like, this kind of... And then she offers him the like one note she has left. And yeah. he's like, like, it's not even worth my time. Yeah, <laughs> bother. So like, I really I'm liked insulted. the flowers. But then Gregory yeah. Peck is just Loki stalking her as she goes. Not even Loki, he's one hundred percent stalking her and pretends they're like yeah. running into each other again, which when I love because I you often love- do have characters run in by yeah. accident, and he's like, "We're gonna pretend this is ha- an accident, but I'm actually stalking you." I loved it when they were on the Spanish steps, and he like was like stalking her, and then he was got close enough to her, and then just like relaxed his posture and went by. I was like, "Oh my god, hi." Oh, she was like, oh, hey, he was like, so funny you're here. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, my God. Um, but everything. So and like, I'm going to get into this now because one of the things I really loved was how like subtle all the humor was, all their moments together. It wasn't hitting you over the head. It was like really yeah. like just so, like soft, nice things that you kind of would catch now and then. When Irving came in. So Irving, two things. Irving walked out of yesterday into this movie. He looks very modern in this 1950s movie. Secondly, he is the most, it's the most obvious humor, the most like, he's so, uh, they just have to keep explaining everything he's to ridiculous. him. He's so annoying. He you not love it. Like, I, love I love him. him. <gasps> I love him. Lorna, I was, oh my God. The point is that he's yeah, the point is that he's re- also he looks to me weirdly like I don't know if either of you are Doctor Who people, but there was an episode of Doctor Who where they go back in time and meet doctors. Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah, and he looks like that actor. So in my head, Irving is a redhead who kind of is reminiscent of Vincent yeah. Van Gogh. Yeah, but he well Van Gogh I think is how it's actually said. I'm not sure, but um, he whatever you feel, he's like. he's just the class clown. Like he's hilarious. 
and yeah. it's all very slapstick and like purposeful yeah Sarah because look at I, Sarah it's just like no what? because I just like they were just because like the first time where it was like he was like say Irving you gotta stop and like throwing the drink on him and Spilling stuff and all this things. and Irving was like what's the big <laughs> idea and like all this I was fine the first two times oh when I love the transatlantic I was though. like yeah I think it just gets better the more times he trips him up it's and so throws funny things at him. do you think so it reminds me of singing <laughs> in the rain except it's he's not as good um not no offense he's to not, and the actor who plays yeah, he's him not as he's good not as, as, as good does make him laugh he make, does make him laugh but he's he's all the same laugh. I love to make him laugh but make him laugh is great I just amazing. I thought it was so against what I was enjoying oh about the rest of it um, See, I kind of like yeah. that that kind of sincerity is just for for the moments with the two of them. Like when she's falling asleep and mm. or she's woken up and she's like hasn't realized where she is at, and she said, "I had this dream. I met there was this yeah. tall, handsome man, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, oh yeah, was he tall and handsome?'" And she's like, "And he was so mean to me. It was wonderful." <laughs> and I'm that's like, a great line. It's so sincere and nice, yeah. and then anyone else comes in and it's suddenly ridiculous, which I love yeah. because the scenario it was ridiculous yeah. so like if it's too sincere all the way through I feel like you won't enjoy the sincere moments because you're focused on how ridiculous the whole thing is yeah I read a thing that said so they gave Audrey Hepburn top billing in this and she wasn't supposed to have it it was supposed to go to Gregory Peck that is his name yeah mm-hmm. um, and somebody said Gregory Peck t- takes third place to Audrey Hepburn and then the city of Rome which looks oh, amazing yeah. apparently it's so you're gonna, I can't tell so you're well you see Irving this is what I was, I was going for yeah. yeah I think Irving <laughs> definitely comes next but above Gregory Peck but I think he's great I love him <laughs> I do love Irving God, that actually physically hurt me. I just and I feel like happened. Irving also like develops this kind of quite sweet attachment to her in a way. Yeah. He's like, oh, Smitty. And he calls her Smitty. Yeah. Smitty. Yeah. It's cute. I don't hate the guy, but I don't love him. <laughs> and also he's okay. taking surreptitiously taking photos of her with uh, like with the lighter bond that lighter gadget. Yeah. That is so cool. That was another so modern cool. gadget out of 2023. What time I've machine does this man find? I don't know. We I need don't know one if they exist. That's so cool. I hope I they do. Class. And it also functions <laughs> as a lighter. <laughs> yeah. I did it better. Yeah. No, I loved it. Oh my um, God. So, so we yeah, have them he's falling the cameraman. Over. And also needs yeah. me. <laughs> I know. And oh, he's so, God. he's like, obviously, it's really obvious what you're doing. <laughs> and he's like, then stop asking. Oh yeah. He's like, the princess. Oh yeah, he goes to be like, you look like the princess, and or and he's like, uh, uh. oh, the bit where he like, goes, oh, you're a dead see. ringer, and he's like, boom, and what? then he's going, oh, well, a ringer is an American phrase for someone who's very charming. Yeah, so <laughs> this I missed that, and then later on in the movie, she says to Gregory Peck, you're a real ringer, and he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, oh, right, yeah, yeah. I just, he's like, I've lost track of my life. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the same. Oh. I was like, when did that become part of the lie? I was like, mm, must have missed that one. Because <laughs> um, so that's when they go so, off on their like sightseeing section. Yeah, and they go yeah. on the day. Their moped. Oh, Irving has a car. I was like, Irving did not fit on the moped. He's a baby. Um, he's a yeah, and they have. I was going to mention Lorna. We talked a little bit about this singing in the rain. The way these people interact with cars is insane to me. <laughs> 
Like they've only happens. just gotten roofs. <laughs> I laughed yes, so much at Gregory Peck trying to get out of that car. Like, oh my god! Just, he's so tall and the car is so tiny. Yeah, I love it, the the humor in this film. I love it. It's so because then they're on the moped and once we ever see control of it, and they end up in the police station in what's pretty much like a silent film. Yeah, like yeah. slapstick comedy. Like scene. A da, 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 Gregory, when yeah. they had Gregory Peck, like when they, he was looking at his ID and I had that picture of him making a weird face, and then Gregory Peck made the same face to the policeman. <laughs> I that made me laugh, and then. um Oh, and then they're just like talking, you know, he's saying something and everyone's like, yay. That they got married. <laughs> yes. And then when they leave and it's like, oh, good job saying you were running away to get married. And then everyone comes out of the church and starts, starts congratulating them. them and kissing them. And then um, he just shakes hands so with Irving funny. and Irving's like properly insulted that the other yeah. two got a kiss and he just got a handshake. <laughs> That's a modern really man. Irving's like, yeah. where's my kiss? Irving's a modern man. <laughs> oh is. my god. Um, but yeah, I and that's when oh she sees the, that he has the American news, com- like on his yes. American press on his identification, and she then mm-hmm. asks him what his job is, and he he hears a horse and says fertilizer. That, that was amazing. That horse sound effect. <laughs> I was like, what? And then so he was good. like, oh, fertilizer. I was like, oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> and then he's like, so what about your family? What do you do? And she's like, my father's in, I guess you'd call it public relations. That was also very oh well done. God. Or the little bit where so he's like, well, to your dad's health. And she's like, you know, that's what everyone says. <laughs> I missed that one, actually. I missed, I missed that as well. That's really good. God save the king. Oh Here we God. are. God. Oh, Jesus. I nearly said it. So I um, was about halfway through the film before I knew his name was Joe Bradley. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah was, it's not said too much. Yeah. I was like, oh, it was actually when they were sitting down after he's talking about fertilizer. And her, be, him being in public relations, her dad. That's when I was like, Bradley. And because the friend comes in, he's like, Joe, Joe. And I'm like, Joe, his name has been Joe the whole time. That's such an easy name to remember. And I don't know it. Because she keeps calling him Mr. Bradley. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know where that came from. And I don't know if she ever really calls him Joe. They go, yeah. to, the, they go to that place. I think that kind of up until that point he's a stranger, but when they go to that like hand of whole hand of truth thing, I... that's kind of where they seem to become almost friendlier rather than like yeah. weird, weird acquaintances who are just spending the day together. Yeah, my heart is swelling. <laughs> thinking that's about the that moment. Scene. That's the moment. I love that. Oh, with the <laughs> when he was like, if you put your hand in and your yes. eye or it gets bitten off, then she's she is too scared to but then she's kind of like ooh, like kind of coy about it so then she's like you do it and then he puts his hand in them of course we know he's a liar uh a dirty rotten liar and then he puts his hand in it and then he screams and she's like ah and then it's gone and then he's like hi how are you and i was like that this is yeah i love it and then she's like then she's hits him and like starts laughing and then they hug and it's really nice and i was like oh these like it was just like it felt like such a a really subtle i keep saying subtle, really slow like thaw of like feelings and it was just getting warmer and warmer and i just really like and then also meanwhile while this amazing moment of connection is happening irving's there with his little lighter (laughs) 
being like, oh. When, when your I least favorite like, person. Ugh, forgot to mention this earlier. We forgot to mention earlier, but you kind of know, because when she got her hair cut, the barber's like, come to St. Angelo's tonight. It's great for dancing on the barges. Yeah. And you kind of know they're going to end up at this dance from as soon mm. as it's mentioned, because otherwise, why would it be mentioned? So when they start to get a little bit friendlier, you're like, oh, they're going to dance and there's going to be a moment. And it's like waiting oh. for. Yeah. Well, you know. My foreshadowing now, when I said that there would be lots of holding each other, I waited like quite a bit into the film to get them holding each other. And it was after the hand yeah. and the screamy bit. And I also didn't, I didn't think they'd end up at the dance. I was so surprised. I was like, oh, they're going to go to the dance. Oh. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. And then that was, of course, yeah, the dance was lovely. And then they, the, oh no. And then Irving arrived with his proper camera and he took a picture and then ducked behind the bar. And then Gregory Pack was like looking at the sky. He was like, oh, <laughs> where, where did that come from? Um, but that was lovely. But then the Secret Service, of course, arrive and try to take her away. And there's a great a moment with brawl. There's a great moment with the Secret Service when they first arrive. There's one lad who's like standing on the edge of the party, watching the party, and he starts to like bop along to the music and be having a great and one of the other men just looks at him and he like adjusts his whole thing to be like, Oh yeah, serious security man. And it's my, one of my favorite moments. The Secret Service uh-huh. when they're coming in, actually, this is when I didn't notice this. My lovely mother had to point it out. She's like, they're kinda it's kinda like satire, you know what I mean? They're they're taking the mm. piss really out of the Secret Service. But one yeah. of them falls down the steps when he sees two women. Oh yeah. <laughs> when they're coming in. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a bit oh. like the dancing, because I didn't know it was the dancing, but I I'd say there's probably lots of moments throughout actually where you're like, mm, Yeah, they're just Ripping the piss here. And I it's think the best yeah. photo of Irving's, because we do later get to see Irving's photos, is the one where during the brawl, Anya, well, Princess <laughs> Anne, who is now being called Anya yeah. because Anya. that's the name she's given, breaks that's, the banjo over the guy's head. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, that's the pseudonym oh. she came up with. Yeah. <laughs> Literally her yeah. name, but in Russian. But um, yeah, she breaks. Yeah. That, oh, she it's fantastic. And he misses the shot at first. He and doesn't like, get it. And he's like, Oh, I hit him again, Smitty. <laughs> so that he can get so the photo. God. Oh my God. But like that whole brawl is so funny. Yeah. To be fair, Irving taking photos during it is pretty funny. But like they, there's one bit where one of the Secret Servicemen gets thrown into the water. And then uh, yes. Anya throws a life preserver after him. Oh, yeah. like, a li- like, <laughs> like a life ring into a the water. Ring. A life ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Does she? She yeah, does. It's miss. very funny. And then there's um, the section which is very um it's very jets and sharks, where um the Italians are like deciding <laughs> which side they're gonna take. And the barber who has already like combed Anya's hair and his own hair takes so out his strange. comb again and like combs back his hair before running into the fight. And you're just like <laughs> Mario well, his name I, was Mario oh as well. Yeah, and you're like, Mario, what are you doing? Oh so the brawl good. is amazing. Oh, I was so and then they just jump into the river fight. and the secret service men give up they like, swim away yeah I'm there going you are meant to be the secret service 100% you should be able to swim but like she's yeah. jumped into the river he's literally two meters away from her could jump after her and basically is like oh what are you gonna do they're in the water like you yeah. were like it's in God's hands <laughs> that's it yeah <laughs> we have no so then, now we can't swim they go home and they obviously have- like they have the well, keys. 
first. But no. Yeah, they do. They oh, they have the kiss. kiss. Sorry, they thought yeah. I was first. They have a kiss. <laughs> Finally. Love it. Because they're cold anyway. <laughs> after they got out of the water and she's shivering and, and wet. trying to warm her up and then they kiss. And, and, what's, cute. and then what's, they say nothing about it. <laughs> what's better when you're freezing cold than a kiss, you know? <laughs> right, guys? Yeah, guys? Yeah. I mean, yeah. they need a towel. But, like, they don't even talk about it. They kiss and then they kind of awkwardly look at each other and like, we need to go back to the Yeah. <laughs> but they go back and she like you know I don't know has another bath of princesses am I right and then um, she puts on his she's wearing his dressing gown and of course Soja Hepburn so it all looks amazing on her and then she comes out and um, he, I, he, she was like oh he's like that's mine she's like yeah and then he says like you should always wear my clothes and I loved that because it was so sweet and it's almost like one of those things that like he said not realising how sweet it is and then was like embarrassed and I was like oh you should always wear my clothes. And then there's like a silence between them. And like, oh, I just love what it so What breaks much. my heart in that <laughs> section is where they're talking and she's like, oh, we didn't have any dinner. Um, should I cook us something? And he's like, oh, we don't, I don't have, there's no cooker here. It's just like, and she's say, and he's going, do you know how to cook? And she says, I do. I learned how to cook, how to sew, how to clean a house. I just haven't been able to do that for someone. And you're kind of like, okay, so that's actually the life that she wants. This kind of more normal, yeah. mundane, I'm living my everyday life. And he just goes, I guess I'll have to get a place with a kitchen then. And she's like, yes. And at this point, I think both of them have kind of realized that's not, not gonna... who the other is, but like they both know, like I would argue they don't fall in love in this movie. <laughs> Because they don't okay. know each other. My thing is, they've met this person they have a real genuine connection with. Mm. That part of them is like, there could be something here, but there's no point pursuing it because I know it won't go anywhere. So at this point, they both have like realized it can't go anywhere, but are still kind of imagining the what if. And that's like the one moment you have of the two of them kind of imagining the what if together. And then it kind of has to move on because she's like, well, I need to go home now. Oh, my God. Oh, that is such an interesting way to look at that, actually. Yeah. You see, I still, it took me, I knew, because you've seen it before, it did take me until after the him deciding not to do the story. And now when I look back on it, I'm like, yes, this is lovely. But at the time Mm. I was like, he's going to sell you to Mm. the press. (laughs) Don't trust him. Um, But she's lying as well. But you're right, Maya. It's like this weird thing of like, sometimes you have someone where it's like the expectation or like what it could be. And that's so exciting, but it's really delicate. And then this movie kind of captures it really well. And then it's just like, it can't move forward. And that's where the and story ends. You're stuck with, so like he goes and he drops her back to the castle and she's like, I can't figure out how to say goodbye. I don't know what to say. And he just says, don't try. And like, oh. oh my God. <laughs> that like, Oh my he- God. He drops her off and all the rest. But for me, it's very much the movie is about the fact that like they both now have this idealized version of the other person in their head and this idealized life they could have had. They could well have found they couldn't stand each other. They could have well been like, say, if it had been a normal relationship, like it wouldn't have worked out. But they're the only sheet for him. She's this like perfect ideal and for the rest of his life any encounter he has with the version of her is going to be in the media that's perfect that's beautiful 
And mm. so there's no ruining her in his head. And for her, he is the only person who will ever actually know her as a person, even slightly, versus the like persona that she has to be in her life. So it almost feels like they're in this situation where neither of them can erase the imaginary life they could have had in a different world because both of them can only encounter the idealized version of each other. And so I don't, I feel like they are in love in a very like surface sense where they're like, they've imagined a relationship and they've imagined a life with this person or in love with the idea of them, but they're never going to get past that. And so never can get over that either because they're stuck in this thing of, I could have had this life with Joe. I could have had this life Mm -hmm. with Anya, but it can't happen. And then when he shows up the next day, it feels like an acceptance. It is a wonderful oh, acceptance. My God. I think that yeah. comes across when he or when she says, um, I'll always remember my she doesn't say holiday to Rome. She says so like time in Rome. She she's asked what was her favorite stop on the European tour. And it's like the whole thing of, oh, you're not supposed to say. And she's like, each city has its wonderful. Da, da, da. And then she sees him and she just goes Rome. Mm. Yeah. It's beautiful. Even the night before when she returns and they're like, 24 hours, where have you been? And she just, and they say, you have a duty to the people. And she said, I trust you won't use that word again. Because if Mm. it were not for my duty to my country and my people, I would not have returned tonight, if indeed ever again. And you're like, oh, she's become a grown up since yesterday. Yeah, it changed her. It was, yeah, it was great. Just the growth both of them went through in the movie yeah um it was yeah they just kind of both got something they needed out of it um and then then they're both a little sad they're like the actual exchange he has with the editor where he's like no i didn't get it what was i talking no no there's no and and then bloody irving comes in oh my god yeah it's (laughs) wonderful i loved it (laughs) i think it's so sweet though because peck um sorry joe isn't actually like saying to Irving, don't take the money. He's saying, I can't take the money, but like mm. you do your own thing. So Irving, who has not fallen in love with this girl, but clearly realizes that like his friend kind of has, is just like, you know what? I'll go along and give her the photo. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and just, sorry, speaking of, they go to what Peck was calling an interview. It's press conference. Yeah. Um, is that the Sistine Chapel? <laughs> I don't know. It looks like the Sistine Chapel. And I was like, did they film this? I feel like it's meant to be the embassy. It's mad. It looks like, oh, I know, I haven't looked at pictures of Sistine Chapel recently. But I was like, they filmed it there. That's crazy. I should look this up. Sorry. She makes the little, like, the impromptu. I want to meet the ladies and gentlemen of the press so that she can literally just so that she can shake his hand and look directly again. And I like. I loved how drawn out that was that she went the whole way down the line mm. and didn't even stop with him. Um, it was just like the tension of it. It was just so good. But then what she said, uh, did you notice? So in the very first scene between the two of them, she keeps just saying, I'm so happy, so happy while she's like half asleep. And he thinks it's he's annoyed by it. And he's like, oh, yes, you're so happy and all this. When she's going along the line, shaking hands, she's saying thank you to people. And she's saying hello buongiorno and then she comes to him and she says and he says Mr. Bradley the American press and she says Mr. Bradley so happy 
I didn't because I wondered what she said to him. I was like, I've missed because there was such an, a, a known interaction that I saw. I was like, oh, nothing's really happened. And I was like, that makes way more sense. She must so have it was like a so nod to their first meeting where she just kept saying so happy over and over again. Hmm. I checked. Oh, it's so a nice. studio scale version of the Sistine Chapel. So actually, so it was meant to be the Sistine Chapel. So I it was me so googling no, there. Yeah, I know. I could see. Also, like, if you look up Roman Holiday Sistine Chapel, it's like, are you going on a holiday to Rome? And I have to be like, no, oh. <laughs> not. I looked up Sistine Chapel Roman Holiday, and I got oh, and you got it. Filming locations, mm. yeah. So, so they they made the a scale version. Very okay. cool, but um. Yeah, it also, sorry, the press conference scene reminded me not to bring up another more modern rom-com or romantic movie. Notting Hill. Yeah. 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 The yeah, people of Horse and Hound would like to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and did you like him? Or whatever the line is. Um, yeah. Any any final notes on the last scene of the movie? I we loved him walking her. away. Mm. I loved him walking away. I thought also, it was really well done. Those journalists sure can clear a room. They were like, that's the end. They were all gone instantly. And Gregory Peck hung around for five seconds and then got that big, long, lonely walk. It was great. Apparently they were real journalists. Oh my oh, God. Wow. It's like E.T. And all they were again. real royalty at the start. They were Italian royalty. There is no, a lot of Italian royalty knocking around though. There are a lot of princes and princesses. Is there? I think is according really to Caroline Calloway. Um, I like yeah. <laughs> you mentioned her name on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I think I'm just the reason it's my. I would say it's my favorite film. Is I think you go into it the first time, especially expecting some kind of miraculous. She's gonna leave the royal life and she's gonna go be with him, or they're gonna find some workaround. And I'm just such a sucker for a sad and realistic ending. Like in yeah. the the whole story is not realistic, but I there's there's something about me that just loves sadness. Like I will watch <laughs> sad Grey's Anatomy scenes on YouTube when I feel like I need to cry. <laughs> oh no! So for me, the fact that it's an unhappy ending, but it's kind of. And like yeah, a nice, almost grateful acceptance where it's like, well, we had that 24 hours. We had that day in Rome. Mm. That for me is really beautiful. I yeah. really like your take on it because I, I through it. I was like, oh, I I don't know how me and Sarah are ever going to watch sad films because I was watching this. Yeah, I know. Like, Jesus, this is lovely. You know what I mean? I was like, this mm. is just lovely. It feels very wholesome. The ending didn't bother me too much it's a nice way to end it. You're right. The fact that they don't get together isn't, doesn't feel like the end of the world because we'll always have the afternoon in Rome with them as well. You know, you yeah. never see them again. So it's a lovely memory I have with these two characters too. Um, so I did really like it. We do some fun facts. Does anyone have any fun facts to offer up about Roman holiday? About, oh, Roman holiday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, or general. No. <laughs> um, I did. I when I, you do. At one point, I was trying to look something up um, during one of our Zoom breaks, and I found that there's a Roman Holiday jukebox musical. And it's not what? that well received, but it's apparently <laughs> fine. 
they could have broken into song yeah i accept do you want, that I yeah do, do you want me to read you some of the um oh no did i close it some of the songs yes i've got a list of the names of the songs musical numbers uh once upon a time i'm throwing a ball tonight oh joe sings that <laughs> experiment <laughs> Joe sings I'm throwing a ball tonight Does he mean like a baseball Because he's American Uh, Why shouldn't I uh, Ace in the hole That's Joe Let's be buddies Joe and princess Uh, (laughs) Look what I found Wouldn't it it be fun Irving princess Joe That could be a name Uh, Most gentlemen don't like love Francesca is that Irving's girlfriend? Oh, that's Irving's yes. girlfriend. Yeah. Ah. She had a beautiful top on. She, I think she yeah. could have been great. It's such a and also, I love that like, she doesn't seem bothered that when he no. just kisses her and goes away, she just like yeah. sits down at the table and He's was like, like oh, I'm having a good time. <laughs> he was also like, sorry, I got to go hang out with this other beautiful woman. And she's like, all right, she's cool. Oh, okay. Um, then, and also um, Irving has another woman who he's taking photos of. And then he only what? mentions Francesca's name on the phone. When what was going on? She with has that? left the room. No idea what oh. they're doing. He's he's juggling women. Oh, uh, see, I knew I didn't like that guy. Because Irving's I like, put on your next costume, you. doll, and uh, waits until she's left the room. She's like, I'm meeting Francesca at noon. Oh yeah, into the phone. I oh, just wanted God. to know what he was photographing. Was he photographing yeah. her getting into a pool? I just, I there was like some know. fishing element going on yes. it was really weird because then she's then he, tickling his yeah. nose with the end of the fishing line so you're like okay there's some weird romantic thing going on between it was strange but anyway that's and then the act one closer is called riding high so that's oh, well. some of the songs that's my only <laughs> fact <laughs> um, i was really happy to learn that audrey hepburn was 24 not like 17 i was like oh thank god and maybe I can she, get behind yeah. where she's not a teenager. I am delighted. Yeah. So happy. happy. Yeah, I mean, he's 37. Apparently, they were great pals. Apparently, like, great. they got on quite well. Oh. People kind of said maybe they were a thing and they were both like, no. But but I'm not sure if both of them said this or Audrey Hepburn said this or she said it and he then corroborated where it was like, well, when you're doing a movie like this, it is helpful to fall like a little bit in love with the person you're working with. But like... N- nothing friends, ever happened though. we were yeah. just friends yeah which is quite wholesome no, that's lovely i really like that actually yeah. um i have i actually there's a rumor on the internet that they did work with the british royal family so she would not be associated with the british royal family Gosh. so they had some kind oh of approval because that i i'm sure you know the story of margaret princess margaret and uh townsend oh yeah peter townsend so Oh, they is this met. the guy she wasn't allowed to marry? He was a group yeah, captain and he was divorced and a oh. commoner. So Margaret met Townsend in 1947. This film was supposed to go into production in 1948 for the first time, so it was delayed. It is unlikely that it was actually based on Margaret and Townsend. But if you look it up, people are like, oh, this was supposed to be based on Margaret and Townsend. And I'm like, mm, it actually chronologically doesn't really work mm. unless no. like, yeah. they heard it through people. Because a lot of the fun facts are that it was based on Margaret and her relationship. Um, but it oh, kind of can't be. And also yeah. the yeah. relationship didn't become like common, common knowledge until later in the 50s. 
I believe. Yeah, he divorced in 52. Like, we know that they were together or seeing each other at that time, but we only know that now. I yeah, don't know people didn't know that. until yeah. there was the infamous her taking fluff off of his jacket, which somehow oh, yeah. sex. Um, <laughs> it's true. It's a buller time. Yeah. <laughs> but true. it is like. <laughs> Their love story is very sad, but I feel like it's a bit of a stretch for people to be like, oh, it's so similar. Because it's like, yeah. it's not. The mm. issue was the divorce. The issue wasn't really so much that he was a commoner as that he was divorced. Mm. No, And he wasn't Mark- even divorced, actually, when they first started dating. He was still married. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how much older he was than her, actually. I think he was a good bit older. I think he was a like in his 30s and like met her when she was like 17, 18. In the service. Yeah, she met him for the first time when she was 14. But now she apparently didn't really, you know, but still I was like, oh, no. But that's stop. how Elvis, Elvis was like 20 something and Priscilla was 14 when they first met. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> just can't uncomfortable. Cope with no. It is uncomfortable. Like that's why yeah. I was delighted that Audrey was 24. And then Gregory Peck went off and he did Kill a Mockingbird and, you know, yeah. had a good time. Atticus, Atticus Finch. He does play Atticus, doesn't he? So handsome in that as well, because his hair is I, longer. You guys are obsessed oh, with him, I love it. I love him. And I was going to say, do you think, I don't know, one of you might know more about black and white films than me, the really dark hair, is that mm. beneficial then? Is that why some of these films I think so. have well, really you dark know, features? Not to bring up Elvis again, but the Elvis wasn't naturally... Uh, he yeah. didn't actually have black hair he had mm. brown hair but they dyed it black because it looked more stark in contrast yeah. so I feel like the dark dark hair mm. like That's how like many blonde eyebrows leading men well. do you see in black and white films the sidekicks tend to be blonde yeah the sidekicks do but and I was thinking once we went into like colour films the ta- the path was opened to Robert Redford and thank god it was we yeah. are so lucky <laughs> But if yeah. you look at, I'm just double checking this before I say this, um, because I'm not sure. But Sabrina, I can riff on Robert you know Redford. <laughs> yes, yes, I've heard um, of with again Audrey Hepburn. Um, there's the two brothers who are the potential love interests, and Humphrey Bogart is there with his dark dark hair, and the brother that we're all kind of supposed to root against is blonde. Interesting. Oh, Who's the other? Is is it like, is it my, I had a childhood thing which was very much influenced by Harry Potter that you can't trust blonde men. But did that actually come from the black and white movie industry? <laughs> it's just historically you can't trust blonde men. That is amazing. I hope it came from Harry Potter, but that definitely just came from Hollywood in general. Maybe, maybe it was the black and white films where I'm like, oh, the blonde men's hair Ew. keeps blending into their faces. So I guess we'll cast yeah. them as the ones they're not supposed to be with. No blonde men, please. That's Yeah. But I was just thinking, like, the dark hair looked so good. The dark features. It just looked great <laughs> in black and white. And I was like, and he's so tall and she's so tiny. Sorry. Also, oh, he's so hilarious. tall. Wait, when Gregory Peck and Irving are at the interview press conference, they are head and shoulders above every single person <laughs> in that room. It is so funny. They are so... <laughs> Oh, I wonder how tall they really are. And Gregory Peck has these great shoulders as well. Like he's these broad, broad yeah. shoulders. Yeah. Here's a question: How? Because I'm just very curious on this, and how you both think of this. How much is Gregory Peck's height influencing your opinion of his good looks? Oh, definitely. 
really not as much than his for, me. for me yeah because I, I didn't really, really like a nice pair of shoulders <laughs> i i don't know i think he's got a nice <laughs> smile and personality <laughs> um, <laughs> i like his eyebrows i'm different i like his no, eyebrows he does. his eyebrows his strong eye- jaw strong jaw i love the dark hair <laughs> one at a um, time ladies <laughs> Um, I do I yeah. don't know how I don't know if I like how tall he well I do because I've said it how many free times <laughs> <laughs> he's so tall but I love their height difference I find yeah. it adorable so it's like I cute. feel like she'd still look tiny with a man that's like f- 5 foot 10 or 11 mm. so I don't know if it makes that much of a difference that he's 6'3 but then mm. I'm saying this and I have a partner who's 6'5 so clearly wow. I like tall people <laughs> yeah, yeah you see that's it I, I just wondered because I don't think I notice height I could to be honest personally I couldn't yeah. take my eyes off her I barely oh, even so saw stunning. him yeah he may not have I'm been in the so... film I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah well we go I like how he can move his face he's like an elastic yeah. face well just when he did I loved that so much the when he did the face from the yeah. uh, ID the photo and he did it for the policeman I was like I, I wrote down Gregory Peck is funny question mark but the thing I is I was confused Audrey Hepburn she's does Audrey Hepburn is physical funny. comedy yeah. and I feel like everyone like she is beautiful and I love looking at her and oh my god her jaw like you could cut mm. glass with it but mm. I think sometimes how good an actor she is gets overshadowed by how beautiful she is because I'm like she mm. is like nuanced her performances are subtle but then she can switch into slapstick or physical comedy very easily and it still is working and she seems quite content to make fun of herself as an yeah. actor which I love I'm like Audrey all the way mm. you that go. was actually one of my <laughs> cold takes oh you will Audrey go on to is a, is a great actor <laughs> yes. I was like oh my god you're new she's a great know, actor right? she's really good because she um Yes, there was a moment when they were going up the spiral stairs when she after she'd been drugged and he's holding her hand and he goes up the stairs and then she just keeps walking forward. So he's like halfway <laughs> up the stairs before he notices. That's like funny. But yeah, she's good. It's like moving, funny. There's like depth to the character. It's a bit like, you know, in Friends, like Rachel Green is like actually a really annoying character. And apparently when they were casting it, they had so much trouble because she's so unlikable. But then Jennifer Aniston was kind of able to make her quite likable. So I think yeah. Anya would have been really unlikable in the wrong hands. Um, Definitely. Which made her really endearing and nice and, yeah, enjoyable. She was lovely. I really liked her. That's it. And it's a good I, know, I know I shouldn't comment, but I really, she has amazing skin. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, does. I know there's makeup. Really I know it's in black and white, but I was like, <gasps> the porcelain. It's just... <laughs> Stunning skin. And then I moved on to yeah. her acting and I was like, ah, yes, this is great. Yes. I can see why she was in this. Um, yeah. 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 Maya, are you familiar with our cold takes? Do I need to? I forgot to explain to you. I'm, I did listen to the oh. first episode it's, a long time yeah. you don't have to we're very, That's okay. we're very forgiving. It's just, <laughs> it's, just it's just the opposite of a hot take. So it's like, Audrey Hepburn's a great actor. My first cold take is Audrey Hepburn is gorgeous. My second cold take is Rome is gorgeous. <gasps> that was my second cold take. No way! <laughs> Rome is amazing it's... to shoot in. <laughs> um, so, yeah. and then my my third and final cold mm. take is Gregory Peck is gorgeous. 
I love him. <laughs> Loki, if I could get away yeah. with like a Roman holiday as a couple's costume and anyone would recognize it, would love, but no one would yeah. recognize it. Oh my god, do it, but just oh, do it in black and god. white. Yeah. <laughs> just in black do and white. I want to force my... my boyfriend into couple's costumes. Sorry. That's my cool take. Just... What would my you cool guys go as? Maybe, maybe less fun. Go for less fun. I'll think about my costume. Oh, sorry. I thought. Sorry. I thought that was your opinion, and I was like, "What does that mean?" We need. We need that. Like having. Oh my god! How do I speak English? It's okay. We don't know either. (laughs) Sad or bittersweet or not happy. Not happy. Let's say not happy endings are the best. And yeah, appetite specifically Mm. in the states for a happy ending where everything works out. Mm-hmm. ruins films yeah we love happy endings we're terrible people but we're we, getting we better do, this was good, a good try we're reforming but i do i do think that's a really good point because it's like a story can still have substance and then also not be devastating and leave you walking away feeling like yeah. what's the point in life it can have no, it can show some sweet moments but then it can have the sense of reality of like things don't always work out and that's kind of okay and you can enjoy what it was and you can move on and that's what this movie did and I think films can do that more and I do do love a happy ending like if I'm in the right mood a sad ending will destroy me um but yeah yeah. (laughs) I just think that like I I don't like when everything's in too neat a bow and I feel like Mm -hmm. this movie didn't even try to make a bow this movie was like you know what this relationship would be doomed. And, and in a, you can have movies that do like the happy ending. A Philadelphia story kind of does the happy ending, but also then leaves other things unfixed. And that's that's also one of my other mm. favorite movies. Catherine, he- Catherine Hepburn, blessed sir. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, just that yeah. like, sometimes you got to let the story come to its natural conclusion. And mm-hmm. I, I think you're right. And I think as well, um, even like it could have been like a sadder ending but then putting a, like a bow on it where it would be like oh she's gone back to royalty because he died or something like that yeah like if it was something like that um, where it would be sadder it would be more of a distinct ending and then it wouldn't be as powerful because it would be they're not together not because they don't want to be but because they were forced to whereas at this point it's like they don't want to be but they know that they they're like they want to be together, but they know that they can't be, so they have to kind of let each other go. And um, you can have that kind of yeah. You have to make decisions in your life. You can't be like, oh, I'm in love with this man. I spent the longest afternoon ever with. Um, I'm gonna give up the crown. Um, it is great in terms of like the space, um, time and place is all just the one. You're not having to keep track of like how much time has passed. You're like it's one day. Yeah. In Rome. that's all we know yeah. that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I do enjoy that in a film, actually, because I recently watched... I don't know if you've ever seen The Prestige, but there's a lot of time jumping, and I was like, oh, I don't know where I am, but I know here <laughs> I'm in Rome it. for an afternoon. Yeah. We're not even there for the whole day, as Sarah pointed out. We're actually only there for, like, four hours. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like it's an afternoon. You have yeah. midnight the night she gets drunk to midnight the next night where she goes back. And then mm. you've like a little five minute segment from at some point like, the next she's, day. She's asleep for more than half yeah. of that. <laughs> yes, like, yes, she is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, it's a relatable good. queen. 
Yeah. <laughs> Nobody no, else looks that good waking up though in a stranger's oh. bed having been drunk the night before. So I this is my second time seeing Roman Holiday. I really enjoyed it. And I would recommend it. Lorna, your first this time seeing it. My first time, yeah. I I really, really enjoyed it. It was much better than I thought it would be. I did think it would just be kind of an absent sort of romance. It wasn't. It was it was kind of an in-depth romance. I have to say I love the comedy, didn't expect it. And I really enjoyed the acting. It wasn't overdone. It wasn't underdone. I felt like I was there. So I, I recommend. Yeah. One day I will not recommend a film, but it's not this one. It's not this one. <laughs> no. We love a rom-com. Today and that day. Maya, would you like to make the final case for your favourite film? Um, I don't know what number time this is for me seeing <laughs> I used to watch it when I was having a bad week in college. Um, so I would definitely recommend it because it's just a very simple story that have a, has a lot of feelings running through it and a lot of fun running through it. And that's why I enjoy it. Nice. That's wonderful. I love yeah. it. And it does. A lot of feelings. Yeah. And there's beautiful people in it. And Rome. So even yes. and Rome, Rome looks amazing. Great. So even if the plot's not for you, there's plenty to look at. <laughs> Gregory <laughs> Peck. <Yeah>. Gregory <laughs> Peck name. There's something Hepburn. for everyone. It's Gregory. Audrey Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> yeah. Any final thoughts? Will we wrap it up there? Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for thank joining you, us. Thank you for joining us, Maya. We might have you back on for another film if we do Philadelphia Story. Or Philadelphia Story. Yeah. We'll have you on. I will only talk about women with the surname Hepburn. (laughs) (laughs) That was my rule. It's in my contract. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Real. So, oh, and also we have an Instagram now, so do follow us on Instagram. It's at Never Seen the Godfather. Can you believe that username was free? (laughs) No. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for listening. I've been Sarah. I've been Lorna. I've been Maya. And we've never seen The Godfather. But we have seen a Roman holiday. Yeah. I do you want to say we've seen Roman holiday? This is a mess. I'm so sorry, Maya. What yeah, if you yeah. say, but we've never seen The Godfather, the others say, but we have seen we have a seen Roman, Roman holiday. holiday. Okay, so. Is it uh, a Roman holiday? Yeah. <laughs> a oh, Roman okay, holiday. Cool. We've been saying it wrong yeah. the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> My bad.